so welcome to Sanity Check, a podcast devoted to staying informed and sane in the time of Trump. We're, I think we're better at staying informed than we are at staying sane. We're doing our best. Yeah. So anyway, I'm Ben, and I'm joined tonight by Mike for our 40th episode. We are recording on the evening of Thursday, March 15th, 2018. Today is day 419 of The Resistance. If you enjoy what you hear, you can subscribe at iTunes, at the Google Play Store, or at our website, sanitycheckpod.com. What should I, where, how do we win, how did Connor Lamb win the election? Do you want to do that first, or you want to go oh, straight to, uh... I didn't mean to segue to that, but we can, that's the, that's the good news, so we should be judicious about where we put it. Well, that's why I put it second, I yeah, wanted to kind of so mix let's things keep that. Let's do the first one. Alright, so let's start with, um, with the latest, uh, palace intrigue, uh, in, in the White House, um... Uh, Rachel Maddow has had to go to uh, three columns on her gigantic board of people who have been fired and or left the White House. I think it's just that Trump is like so dazzlingly brilliant that mere mortals can't stand to work for him for very long because they just become overwhelmed. With, yes, with envy. <laughs> with envy for the people who aren't working for right, him. Right, <laughs> right. So the um, the latest uh, beneficiary of uh, Trump's genius and largesse uh, is our old pal Rex Tillerson, who might be the worst Secretary of State of all time. Might be. And yet... Was there a Secretary of State during the Civil War? Uh, no, we had, like, Secretary of War back then. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know who would be worse. Um... And was, yet, was Neville, I guess Neville Chamberlain wouldn't he was be not our ours. secretary, no. and he wasn't yeah, state I, either. I, I expect the next one to be even worse. Yeah, we're so, uh, not in a good trend here. So, so Rex Tillerson, who who might have been, he was among the probably the most powerful private citizens in the world prior he was the to the CEO of Exxon Mobil, a very large multinational oil and gas company. Yeah. So I'm sure he's very rich with influential friends and yeah. And then this happened, and, and he'll yeah. be remembered forever as for, an for this, ineffective, yeah. dumb loser of a Secretary of State. And I, I, I'm pretty sure he was largely picked because he got along well with Vladimir Putin and the Russian oil companies. And He didn't particularly want this job. No, God told him he needed to take <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. God, um, uh, I, wonder what he, I wonder what Rex is saying to God now about that. Well, you can you can imagine since he he never denied that he called Trump a moron. Um, if you could give the full quote, I can do it. If you're if you, don't I, I'm not sure it. what the full quote the is. The full You'll quote is he called him a fucking moron. Oh, a fucking moron. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And, well, and he really never denied it. So uh, how I, could you possibly? He he clearly is a fucking moron. Well, most of the people will say and do things that are not so positive about the administration and then lie about it. So Tillerson, the thing, the thing that was interesting here is Tillerson's in there doing a shitty job as Secretary Just of State, destroying the State. Which Department. actually, I think that's what Trump wanted him to do. So it's sort of we could we could debate whether to what extent that's a shitty job. Like if you are sent in there to wreck the department and you do a terrible job and wreck the department, you did what you were supposed to do. It depends on your frame of reference. If you're if you're looking at it from uh, a reality based point of view, well, you know Putin hates the State Department too. Like the State Department yeah. is a big source of us sure. countervailing Russia. Sure. So this all worked out brilliantly from his point of view. Yeah, oh, yeah. And Tillerson was apparently 
unbelievably unpopular within the State Department. I can't believe a, a charismatic dynamo of, of a man like him. Uh, you know, it, it is hard to believe. Um, so he's yeah, still so, very rich, I assume. Yeah. And he probably uh, still even is in Putin's good graces, so he can safely eat soup and drink tea in public places without oh, fear. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think that there's any issues there. I, I really enjoy that, that Trump, who, who made his name nationally from fake firing people on television, doesn't have He's the, a total uh, coward. He wanted yeah. to fire Tillerson when Tillerson was overseas. Right, he doesn't have the balls to to fire any of these people to their faces, or even on the telephone. No, he wants to fire them via Twitter. So that that is what he did. Yep. And then apparently... Dignity obliterated. Apparently, um... Uh, he was forced to call him several hours later. Well, Kelly, it sounded like Kelly kind of forced was, him was to. like was like you can't play him like that, dog. And then Trump was like, I'll play anybody however I want. Um, after he had already named his successor and that guy's successor, and let's talk about the successor. Uh, this yeah. is the guy from Grey's Anatomy. No, just kidding. Right, now, <laughs> Ellen Pompeo is going to be. Look, the I would take that. Let's do yeah. that. Um. So Mike Pompeo, um, former congressman and um, uh, one-year director of the CIA, uh, is going to be taking over. Um, and I, my understanding is that he'll be able to take over on a provisional basis immediately because he already has He's already confirmation. confirmed. Yep. Um, and he is... Uh, He's a total flunky. Well, he's a he's a flunky. He's also extremely hawkish. He was extremely hawkish as a congressman, um, particularly on um, Iran. But he is um, experienced in like he's. It's possible he's like better suited for the job than Rex Tillerson, just in terms of his experience, straight and up qualifications. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, possibly. Um, amazingly, Tillerson was actually in favor of our deal with Iran. That's not um, amazing to me. Tillerson, one thing Tillerson had was an understanding of like the basic. When you're the CEO of ExxonMobil, you do not want all of the different oil powers going to war with each other and destroying everybody's infrastructure. No, that's true. That's true. Whereas Pompeo is um, more of an ideologue, true yes. believer. Yes. Um, and unionist type. Seems completely willing to be a full toady. Um, to Trump. So he is going to continue destroying the State Department and uh, I mean, I won't even do as good a job as Tillerson did of trying to tell our supposed allies that they shouldn't pay attention to uh, what Trump is saying. He'll probably be more effective as a Secretary of State because people will be able to talk to him and believe that Trump will back him up. Yes. I don't disagree with that. But I don't know if I want Trump to have an effective Secretary of State. I mean, I don't. I guess neither option is very good. There's no good option. Well, I mean, it's not as if Trump is really allowing his State Department to conduct any meaningful diplomacy. He's running foreign policy through the right. DOD. Well, through the DOD and through his own office. Jared Kushner's office. 
highly or, security cleared. Or where he just like bo- pops into a um, meeting that other people are having with a delegation from South Korea yep. and decides based on what he hears while he's walking to the bathroom that he's been invited to a meeting with Kim Jong-un and uh, accepts it immediately. He he did do that, but now I don't think that meeting's going to happen. I don't either. I said that that that, that was breaking right when uh, Andrew and I recorded last week, and I, I said immediately that I didn't think that that was ever going to happen, and nothing in the last week has caused me to change my mind. I think he he's very dumb and bad. Yeah, I think I was eloquently put. And he... So let's talk about... Um, Mike Pompeo's replacement at CIA. Oh, yeah. um, there so... was a bit, this one's interesting because um, this is a, a CIA operative named uh, Gina Haspel. Gina Haspel, and there was a big story that she was like a torture person, but then that was recently corrected. Well, it was partially corrected. Partially corrected. So she is a pretty much a a career lifetime. CIA officer. So on the surface, um, that seems 30, like it would be plus good qualification years. to be in charge of the CIA. She spent most of her uh, career as an undercover field asset. So, you know, uh, credit to her there. Um, she did apparently run a CIA black site in Thailand Um starting somewhere in the 2002-2003 area, um, which uh, did, um, what what did the Bush uh, administration like to call it? Enhanced interrogation. Enhanced interrogation. Um, As John Yu said, this this brings me back to when I was younger and we, we did all this evil shit after September 11th. And John Yu said that the president's allowed to crush people's testicles if he thinks it's necessary and all that good stuff. Um, yeah, that's... You remember all that? That guy, John Yu, gets to work at universities and stuff. Yeah. Fucking evil traitor. So it it had been reported um, by the Times and uh, by ProPublica that uh, she was the CIA officer in charge of that black site when Abu Zubaydah, um, one of the uh, 9-11 masterminds, was um, was tortured and waterboarded like all, almost 90 times. But that has that has since been corrected, I understand. Um, she didn't oversee the waterboarding of Zubaydah. She, she was not there yet. No, she wasn't happened. running the site. So we, that we can't said, hold her responsible for that. she did run a black site in Thailand, which is like... Which undoubtedly not the people. coolest. Um, and I mean, even was, if it so, just uh, even if it's not torturing people, it definitely is still involved with like the rendition programs and black sites. It's they're like secret illegal prisons, or I don't even know if illegal, illegal. Well, I don't think they're always prisons. They're they're they, places they, where people go to do things that they don't they're, want they're, anybody to know they're doing. Well, they're right. They're places where we are operating uh, in ways that are not legal and we're not really supposed to be there and we're not even supposed to know about them because that's the cia you know the cia uses those places to but using them to torture people is particularly egregious obviously and they were doing a ton of that back right after september 11th yes um and And probably still are but it it has been reported and i don't believe that this has been refuted that uh she complied with 
an order I'm not sure given by who um, to destroy t videotapes of of torture. Well, we you remember that too back from the yeah. WBS, I mean that was a that was a, a where scandal. the CIA was like, oh no, you subpoenaed the tapes, but unfortunately we lost. They were inadvertently destroyed, totally by accident. Except and that it wasn't like, by accident. And everybody's yeah. like, uh-huh, we totally believe you. The CIA would actually you know, of course they destroyed them because they didn't want the records of the illegal things they had done. Tangentially. They're war crimes and crimes against humanity. Yeah. Tangentially, I, I would point out that uh, at that time, Robert Mueller was the director of the FBI, and uh, he did give an order to the entire FBI that... No member of the FBI was to participate or cooperate in any way with the uh, CIA's enhanced interrogation program. Well, the FBI back in that time was, of the different agencies, was a, the more resistant to the torture and extra-constitutional yeah. actions. Of course, in a way, you know, you could also say the FBI operates domestically, so they wouldn't... They weren't the ones who were going to be doing it. They weren't really called on to do that stuff. But I, I think it's... I thought but, that was something you know, worth it, mentioning. Look, it's good. As yeah. always in this funny era, it's strange for me, like a far left person, to be like, you know, we got to stand up <laughs> yeah, for the FBI. brilliant dignity of the great FBI. You know, the FBI that tried to get Martin Luther King to kill himself. Like, but you know, torturing is bad, and they they tried to avoid. Well, doing I, it, I would so also say that there, you have to draw a line between the FBI. Uh, Pre J. Edgar Hoover and post. I was drawing Edgar a Hoover. direct line between yeah. those two FBI's yeah. and to connect them to each other. Um, so Gina Haspel is now going to have to go in front of the Senate. And I thought you know, she got to be interim too, wasn't she? Didn't she have some? Well, something? yeah. So she's the deputy director, or one of the yeah. deputy directors of the CIA. There are multiple deputy directors. I don't know which one she is. I'm assuming probably operations, since that was her her field but yeah. um yeah she'll she'll certainly be able to be acting director of the cia um but she'll still have to go uh for senate confirmation um and rand paul has already said he's not going to support her and john mccain john mccain is not you know, in he has has he i didn't think it was that he announced anything but he's not in the senate because he's having that is, he's stuff. he's back home dealing with his health issues but um he made it pretty clear in a statement that uh, he would never support anyone who had been involved in torturing people. In Southeast Asia. Yes. Specifically. It's, close to, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a little close to home for him. Yeah, yeah, he was tortured as a POW in the Vietnam yeah. War. So It's one thing he's very much on the right side of. It's crazy that this is the thing that we have to be like celebrating... Yeah, I don't know. Every now and then we talk about this. This, this topic comes up and I see the studies that show that 53% of Democrats and 81% of Republicans support torturing people under some circumstances, which is really not what I what I want to see. I'm looking for like 0% because you should never torture anybody. Yeah, no, torturing is under not any okay. circumstances. So this is really depressing we, to think about. We have alternatives to torture that don't involve torture. We, you just never torture anybody. It doesn't even yeah. matter. Just, just don't do it. It's evil. It's bad. Simple. Uh, this is a simple so, one. This is yeah. not. There's no like in, interesting yeah. nuances here. It's very straightforward. Um, so I mean, it, it, these Senate hearings, I think, are important. Not in the sense that 
Democrats are likely to be able to block them. Well, but the reason I bring up Rand Paul and you mentioned John yeah. McCain is that they're going to need a Democrat, or right? Because they don't have... Yes, for, for Haspel, if Rand Paul sticks to his yeah. his guns on that one, I think they will. Um, Pompeo, I, I assume, will get... They're still going to need support. a Democrat. Um, but it, Oh, you're saying Rand Paul might support Pompeo, in yeah. which case it would be... Yeah. Yeah. But for Haspel, they're going to have to get somebody. You're going to have to call up Joe Manchin or Heidi Heitkamp. Yeah, or McCaskill or one of, you know, one of those types. But regardless of the fact that it's extremely likely that these people will be confirmed, I think that the Democrats have to take the opportunity to ask some very difficult questions um, and get them on the record. Um, and I agree. Make as well, big a deal the, out the, of them there, as possible. With her, there's some obvious ones like you know, will you pledge to never torture anybody? And and then uh, make her say no. Did you destroy tapes where of you torturing yeah. people? Um, <laughs> you know, th- th- things of that nature. Uh, with Pompeo, the questions are probably more related to uh, Trump's attempts to interfere with the Russia investigation. I don't see what that has to do with Pompeo's job. My questions for Pompeo are like, once well, you're done fully annihilating the State Department, yeah. what's your next move for your career? Well, I mean, by some accounts, Trump called up Pompeo at least four times to ask him as a CIA director to intervene in the Mueller probe. Demonstrating uh, a really thorough understanding of yeah. how the American institutions of justice and law enforcement right. work. So he is seems, always allowed to mess around in domestic politics. It seems to me that one one would be remiss not to ask Pompeo under oath um, about those occasions and exactly what was asked and what was his response and who did he report that to. Um, I'm really wanting to get to the irresponsible speculation part of this, where we talk about John Bolton and <laughs> Scott Pruitt. Yeah. Uh, so because you know um, you're getting me on the in that mindset right. with the Mueller because I'm like this may not even come up by the time well, he's getting confirmed. Uh, yeah. I guess we, why don't we talk about that now then? Yeah. So I mean there there've been reports for a couple. Because that's of weeks. palace intrigue too. Yeah. Um, Nicole Wallace, um, the former uh, Bush aide, um, reported a couple weeks ago that McMaster is going to be out as a national security advisor and um yep it, it sounds like john bolton at least right now is the favorite to replace him which is a horrifying thought. he's a truly evil man uh, i kid you not apparently the big sticking point is it's his gotta mustache. be the mustache well trump likes a likes like a, like a clean cut man look yeah, yeah he doesn't like the facial hair um and then <laughs> all the other horrible stuff is no problem yeah, but the right, facial no. hair and then there have been a, a number of rumors circulating for a while, but intensifying over the last couple of days, um, particularly from never-Trumpers who may or may not have actual connections on that side of the aisle, that uh, Jeff Sessions will also is, is also on his way out, um, and that Trump is looking to replace him with Scott Pruitt, the horrible administrator of the EPA, and former Oklahoma Attorney General. He he's the one who's very crazy. Like he's paranoid to the point of delusional. Yeah, he's got like a <clears> he's a got a soundproof room with like a heavy duty inside his office bulletproof door and a twenty four hour security detail. 
And I'm like, dude, you're the EPA. Yeah, because that's really normal. Nobody for the gives EPA. a fuck. Like, particularly your EPA, where you're not doing anything except dismantling it. Um, but uh, again, he would get to become the acting attorney general immediately because he already has Senate, Senate confirmation. Confirmed. And here's my question. Is he recused from the Russia probe? No, he is not. Oh, wow. Interesting. What would that, does that have any interesting consequences? Oh, I can't think of any off the top of my head other than that he could uh, fire Robert Mueller. Is that something Trump's really interested in, though? Has that been a priority no, for him? No. Trump is he, he's a big believer in the independence of the Department of Justice. So you see what I'm getting at here is yeah. uh, the, you asked about if they're going to, if they like are going to get Pompeo to pledge not to interfere with the Mueller investigation. And I'm like, what Mueller investigation? Yeah. So the, the, I mean, that, that would be, I feel like a kind of a take to the streets moment. Um, <laughs> well, yes. Oh, uh, I, I hope we are wrong. That's all I can say about that. Um, of course, it's you know if we go if we go back to how we were thinking about this a little while ago, the, our my biggest fear was Mueller is going to release his report, and Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell will just say ignore it. that doesn't seem so bad to me. Yeah, thank God that's over with. Well, that's on to House business. In, yeah, that's what the House Intelligence Committee did this yeah, past week, but, which, but I, which now, I didn't even put on our list because it was so worthless. It was stupid. Um, they're idiots. But now, like. That would be better than what we're now talking about, of him yeah. organizing things such that he can just kill it. I mean, I really don't know what would happen. I don't know if Mueller would... I wonder if they would leak their report. Yeah, I don't and I don't know if, he, if Mueller, Mueller seems would take like a smart as a dude, order. so I'm sure he's um, thought about it. Oh, definitely. There's no, there's no way he hasn't thought about it. He's like a smart um, guy. Smart cookie. Yeah. So in the last bit of palace intrigue, and this is more just oh god, yeah, I don't know what to make of this one. Yeah, so yeah, go uh, on. so so you know the the president has a personal assistant known colloquially colloquially not as, Stormy Daniels, like a no, like a non like an actual personal assistant. assistant. Yeah, right. Um, I mean, he known, might have sex with the guy. Right. We don't know one way or the other for sure. And if he does, you know, that's his business. But um, well, you're not. I mean, it would probably be sexual harassment and in the case of your personal assistant as the president. That's a good point. We had that, could, that happened actually once before. Um, he could do it. He could have, in a very the brief interim when he was no longer working at the White House and before he started working for his campaign. But like the 20 minutes. Have, right. It would not have been. Anyway, we're talking about... That would actually be a heartwarming story of romance if they yearned to be together so much that they organized it. The president has an, has an aide who is referred to as the body man. Um, not helping with the... No, it's not. And that person is responsible for carrying the president's briefcase and schedule and coat and... And subtly uh, dropping the box of Magnum condoms right. in, like, opportune times to be like, oh, I'm sorry, sir, I know you didn't want anybody to see that. And and while this person has no policymaking um, uh, power, obviously, um, uh, he or she is still present with the president more than pretty much any other person... Um, well, because you know, who knows he's going to need a diet coke or a cheeseburger. Well, and and this person is always with Trump on Air Force One. Is in Trump's God, limousine. Can you imagine? You couldn't pay me enough to have that job. Huh. Having to listen to that shithead. So he he is present for all of uh, Trump's phone calls with foreign leaders. He's he is literally carrying the president's yeah. so presidential what happened daily to briefing. Guy? He was literally. 
dragged out of the White House by the Secret Service. He wasn't even allowed to go get his jacket. Do we know why? Sort of. Uh, Apparently, the Secret Service is investigating him for extremely serious financial crimes. Oh, cool. That's just what you're looking for. That uh, are reported to be tied to uh, massive online gambling debt. I'm, like, pretty sure that this White House is incredibly compromised on, like, multiple fronts. Because every time you look at any of these people, they're all in, like, huge debt. Or thoroughly blackmailable because of how they keep. Well, and their gambling wives. is like I mean, there's nothing that gets more blackmailable than gambling debt. I'm not sure that the guy who punched his wife a bunch—that's pretty blackmailable. Yeah, that was pretty bad too. Um, the uh, whole thing is very bad. But I mean, but... Th- th- this guy is literally carrying around the presidential daily briefing and is walking next to the guy with the nuclear football and so on. And apparently, he didn't really have a security clearance, and the White House didn't care about it, and it took the Secret <laughs> These Service. It took the hey, service. Do you remember that time Hillary Clinton used a, a private email server and everybody pretended that was such a big deal? Why do we actually? Andrew and I mentioned last week that no, nobody seems to care that uh, that Seychelles meeting was set up using Betsy DeVos's private email no, server. No, because they never cared about the emails at all. No, of course not. That was all bad not. faith that the media had completely fell for because they're a bunch of sexist morons. So that was White House exodus slash palace intrigue for the last week. God damn, there's so much. Um, so let's we'll, go let's to the move good news. Let's the, do the yeah, good news. The, the little bit of good news, which was we had um, probably the most consequential special election of this cycle. It's um, interesting that you would call it that. I'll but go on. Uh, which was in Pennsylvania District 18 for the uh, House of Representatives seat there. Um, with, the fighting uh, Alleghenians. Well, like the little bit of Allegheny County that's south of Pittsburgh so that the Democrats um, and minorities can't vote. Well, they can vote, but just not there. Right, right. Yeah. And, and this district won't exist in a couple of months. But um, That's why I was saying it's interesting for you to call it consequential because it doesn't mean anything. This district's going to get redrawn. In that sense, right, it is not consequential. Um, but, the, so, but it's it's a big deal because the Democrat won. Right. Connor Lamb, uh, who it turns out was a, a college classmate of my sister. Um, Boo. Um, I guess. I don't know why I booed that. Yay. She she didn't know him well, but she knew him a little bit. She said, and she said he seemed to be okay. Did she, would um, she, did she want to vote? Should she support him over the other guy in this, she did. In this race? She well, did support nice. him. Um, versus Rick Saccone, who basically ran as a, a mini-me of Trump. He's a cookie-cutter Trumpist Republican. Yeah. Um, nothing interesting. And uh, Connor Lamb managed to somehow win um, by about 500 votes. <laughs> by, like, votes. 10 votes, yeah. Um, but there were a lot of votes. Yes, the turnout uh, was higher than usual, and especially yeah. the Democratic turnout was higher there were, than usual. There were over 200,000 votes. What I like about this is that in the Doug Jones situation, we had, like, pretty much the worst imaginable candidate on the Republican side, where he was like, look, right. I like to bang teens. It's my, it's what I'm into. And Rick Saccone, he, while not an exciting candidate, he was not a child molester. No, no, he was totally boring. He was like a standard-issue Trump Republican with and no skeletons. And the Republicans spent a They spent fortune. a lot of money. They, they spent, spent Trump went there to do a rally for him. $14 million. Although he mostly just complained about how dumb he says Maxine Waters is. Yeah. And other... And he called, uh, uh, you know, he used some other racial slurs against uh, Elizabeth Warren. And, I feel like so Trump... 
it, I'm not, I feel like I wonder if Rick Cyclone was thinking while he was at the rally, like, I, I don't know if this is leave. what I had in mind when yeah. I was like, help me win this election by sending the president. And Trump's like, boy, I'm really good at being president, aren't I? You know what else? Fuck Maxine Waters. Like, what does so, that have the, to do with Pitts, with Pennsylvania? It really doesn't. Nothing at all. No. And then the so, guy lost. So. so the reason I say it's consequential is not because it will be consequential in terms of this Congress where I've, Democrats still have are very strongly in the minority. Um, this is a 20-point swing. This is a county right. that Trump won by a handy by, margin. By 20 points, and... Um, People are uh, souring on that. Spe- special election voter turnout, at least historically, is a pretty good indicator of the um, how energized a base is going into midterm elections. Special elections are a good predictor of how midterm elections yeah, go. Because you, you have to be pretty energized to get people to come out for special elections. Yeah, I think uh, people are people are tired of the Trump uh, thing. People don't like it. No, he's not... He's not popular. Think of how good the economy is right now, and then think of right. how unpopular he is. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And, and despite his best efforts, we haven't started any wars. Please don't say that. I mean, we got the, yeah. we just talked about John Bolton. Just leave it. That's true. Um, so you know, I mean, if you and you know, if you take this along with the other uh, special election results and local legislative election results, and uh, to a certain degree, the the primaries in Texas last week, it really does fit into a pretty strong pattern of Democrats really outperforming um, how they did uh, in November 2016. That's true, although my attitude towards that has, has, ever since the 2016 election, my attitude is, don't take any, don't take anything for granted, always work as hard as you can to win every election without... But you know, I, I, I let's do think run that, up the score, right? Let's, oh, let's try to take and, and all 435 be, seats. <laughs> it should be noted that there are 119 seats in Congress currently held by Republicans that had a lower margin of Trump nice? over Hillary. Wouldn't that be fun? Than Pennsylvania District Is that 18. two-thirds? It'd be fun if we could get two-thirds of the House. Cause can't um, you you need cool 218 seats to have a majority in the House. No, I'm saying two-thirds, though. Uh, Aren't there, like, fun requirements where if you can get two-thirds of the House? Or is that just the Senate where you need two-thirds of the Senate? This, it's much, really more the Senate. That's the one to override yeah. a veto. To override a veto, uh, Anyways, for impeachment, you know. Hey, uh, so et cetera, et cetera. We're, uh, we're running out of time. We're like we are out of time. So let's let's let's, let's just accelerate. Do, we'll, go, we'll do a lightning round. Yeah. Um. So let's just um mention a, a couple updates on our favorite topic of uh, Russia. Um. We've got new reports that Roger Stone was in contact multiple times directly with Julian Assange. Here's my lightning round on that. Big surprise. Yeah. Not not too shocking. Um. Uh, Trump uh, had to like, be dragged kicking and screaming to release a joint statement with the UK and France saying that it's not nice that Russia has tried to assassinate um, this uh, former double agent who is currently living in the UK. Yeah, I don't uh, uh, I don't love the nerve poison, the nerve agent poisoning that Russia likes to do to people in, in other countries. Not, it's a very not a fan. it's very aggressive move. It's very effective, too, because it's yeah. like scary as hell. No, I, I'm scared of it. Uh, for, somehow, uh, the White House finally announced uh, 45 days after the mandated date by Congress um, some not that strong sanctions against Russia. I would like it more if they came up with some kind of excuse. Like, they were like, we were going through our files, 
And we found under this pile of unrelated files, you're like, oh shit, we were supposed to do that. We sorry. thought we had released yeah, it. Yeah, it was yeah. stuck to the underside of the desk with some gum, and we lost yeah, my, track of well, it. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, but it, no, they don't yeah, even try bad. to come up with a fun story, so fuck uh, them. Probably the most substantive piece of news was that um, the Times has reported that Robert Mueller has subpoenaed the Trump Organization's <laughs> files, all files pertaining to Russia. That's um, a bold move from Mueller. I don't well, like it, how in the media they're saying that that's crossing a red line because I'm like, don't. That's Trump's framing. Trump has said like, yeah. you know, coming after his family's finances was a red line, and I'm like, fuck you. You don't get to, def- to define what the lines are. Well, and it's Mueller's not just asking for money. He's asking for all files. I mean, yeah. it could be anything. You know, it's a mail order bride. If it involved the Trump organization, that then, might be. Um, you know, now that you mention that, I wonder if that is how he met Melania. Although there's a bunch of stories about how they met in the New York City nightlife scene. Yep. It's true. The, the, some of them may not bear mentioning. Here's a fun fact about uh, Russia. Their GDP is between Italy and Mexico. Yes. Uh, and uh, their military might, I think, is uh, pretty similar. Their military might is mainly concentrated in the area of, like, nerve hacker agents. and cyber warfare yes. and then nerve poisoning and, like, sexy yeah. spies. Uh, the most interesting thing to me about the Mueller subpoena, um, in addition to it just being a pretty strong move, is that he apparently did not ask for the files first. He just well, he went straight to the subpoena, which my, my take is that if he had asked, he was concerned that, that if they asked for them, evidence. They destroy I'm still it. concerned they're going to destroy it, or that they have a pattern of destroying evidence. Anyway, but now he's got the subpoena on the record, which if he could get proof of destruction of evidence would be a bigger deal that's the, um, so we're doing lightning round let's keep, let's keep uh it yeah up. so finally um we found out that a second lawyer um employed by the trump organization uh which is trump's company um has also been involved in in trying to silence um porn star slash high paid escort stormy daniels an adult um, film actress but adult yes uh, which makes the claim that um, Michael Cohen did this all on his own and used his home equity line to pay her off um, even more dubious than no, it No, I mean, the was. other guy was also just totally coincidental. You know how, like, you, you'll have a friend and you both have the same idea at the same time and right. you run into each other and you're like, oh, you, I thought I was going to get pizza and here you are. It's like that, where the guy's like, I have a need to give this woman money for my home equity line and who should I run into but Michael Cohen? <laughs> Um, and, oh, I don't know if that's yeah. the source of funds this other guy was trying to draw from. And then, I, I, my one of my favorites is the White House's line, which is that none of this is true. The president denies all of it, but there was private arbitration, and he won. Well, Sarah Sanders blew it there clearly, yeah. right? Like, well, she was yeah. like, "This was settled in arbitration," and then the lawyer, the reporter, was like, "So there was arbitration," and she was like, "Uh, <laughs> yes." That's outrageous yeah. that you would even suggest that. Like, yeah, how dare just, you? Like, reset tape, like how start. <laughs> and then I would just like to reiterate again that I ha- I do not believe there is a chance in hell that um, Trump and Kim Jong Un are going to have a summit. No. Well, here's what I think is going to happen: Bolton and Pompeo are going to convince Trump to start a war either with Iran or North Korea or both, and we're all going to die. How's that for a lightning round? I think that's a great way to end the episode. Hope, um, hope, I hope I'm wrong. Uh, 
hopefully we'll be back for episode 41 and well, we'll have another great 40 episodes of Sanity Check. Lately I've been saying to people are like, what should we do? And I'm like, enjoy everything you can while you can. Yeah. Uh, well, um, welcome back. Uh, <laughs> I'm, bringing, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm providing the content that everyone expects. Yes. Uh, and on that note, thanks for listening to Sanity Check. Uh, make sure to join us again if we're here next week. And if you liked what you heard, you can subscribe at iTunes, at the Google Play Store, or at SanityCheckPod.com. And in the meantime, keep resisting and persisting. We had like a good run while it lasted.